To think for yourself and question authority is not only your your uh, pleasure to think for yourself; it's your duty. You got to think for yourself in the information age. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash. Teaching people how to use their head. The point is that in order to use your head, you have to go out of your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. I don't know if you guys are old like me, <laughs> but do you ever ask yourself, why is Thanksgiving so shitty now? Why is Christmas so dull? Why do I have no goddamn interest in watching the fireworks this year? That's because culture is getting dull. Oh yeah, you've been around it. You've been on this train before. You've seen this show before, and it starts to get dull. I mean, real dull, especially when you hit your 30s. I mean, that's when you start to realize, wow, Jesus, is there anything more boring than just the same old shit recycled over and over again? The Oscars, Black Friday. Do I need to own another pair of Air Jordans? I've already done this. It doesn't bring me happiness anymore. This is kind of the state of affairs that has um, really... Uh, come into my life within the past five years and made me, you know, rethink everything. And and it's made me sort of had to seek out new ways to find happiness because uh, I came to the realization that you know, you know, I was doing the things that the culture told me to. I went, I went to college. Okay, that that didn't bring me happiness. Okay, I had some romantic love. I lived with her, and we, you know, th- sort of like sat with the idea of marriage. That that wasn't really happy for me either. And then you know. I bought some things. I was buying the things for a while. No, no, not so happy. <laughs> Had the desk job for a little while. No, that, that wasn't so great. After Because <laughs> after a while, you just see it's all bullshit. None of it brings you happiness. Everything they're selling from the top down, you know. What do you think? That's, this is in your best interest? Of course it's not. It's in their best interest to, that you buy into it. But what they don't know is we're living a long time now. And we're outgrowing our culture. And uh, I couldn't have said it any better than Terrence McKenna, and I'm going to play a clip of him explaining it for you. But um, first, I just want to let you know that this is Jonesy. I'm a comedian in Los Angeles, originally from the East Coast, if this is the first time you're listening to the show. What Free Your F in Mind is, it's a little sort of a place for me to express some of the ideas that uh, I don't really get to do on stage in my stand-up comedy because they're not exactly funny. Um, They're cultural critiques, they're critiques of life, uh, an expression of my point of view. It's so important to get a hold of your life, to be the author of your life, to be an individual and uh, not to be a cog in the wheel of a consumer culture that really doesn't have any interest in you except for when you're consuming. And when you're not consuming, it doesn't really give a shit about you. Um, and so in that environment, where do you find meaning and where do you find love? And where do you find support? And in addition to talking about these things, I, I always like to give a solution, uh, which I do at the end of this podcast, sort of. And I, I'm not going to lie, my solutions are fucking crack-brained. And like no, I mean, not everyone can you know, live my lifestyle. I can't go on without expressing these things and these ideas. I think it's helpful for some of you. And it, let, let's get into it with a uh, little Terrence McKenna. Here's a clip of him. Uh, Political correctness is the name of this lecture. And it's fantastic. The whole thing is, you know, it's over an hour and it's just wonderful. And it covers so many other things beyond what I'm about to play. But yeah, check this out. 
Well, it hit me once when I, after I had a physical and I was buttoning up, my doctor said, uh, you know, in the 19th century, people, you, most people your age were dead, which is true. In the, ninth, the average age in the 19th century was about 36 to 40 for the American male. I'm 52. A lot of people are outliving their culture. And in you know if you're if you're intelligent and you live past forty, you will outgrow your culture. I mean, some people may do it sooner, but you have to be a complete idiot to just buy in at fifty-five, at sixty, at seventy-five, at eighty. You know, what are you still going to be doing? Uh, expressing homophobic views, voting Republican, and worrying about the A, B, and Cs of phony reality. I mean, most people get to a place where they just see it's a bunch of crap, you know. The, the scandals are recycled, the philosophical issues are recycled, the technical innovations are recycled. Once you've been through about three cycles of this, you realize that, you know, this is a media-created uh, state of cultural involvement and reciprocal narcissism only to be assuaged by the expenditure of money and that you can just walk away from it. it's uh, it's unnecessary you know i've been trying to do this and it's a acquired taste uh, it's not easy but it's sort of like doing eating bran muffins once a day or doing your calisthenics or something it's a it's a healthy thing to do, which takes an effort, and, uh, you know, I recommend it simply because I think it makes it easier to, to, to laugh, to groove with what's going on. I mean, things become much more comical once you have totally rejected culture, and then you just see what a crazy game it is, and, and watch ordinary people with the fascination you normally reserve for television sitcoms. I mean, they are living television sitcoms. They're acting out Seinfeld for you better than Seinfeld ever could. It is hilarious. I find myself laughing more and more the older I get. At like, You ever watch the videos of people punching each other in the face over board games on Black Friday? I mean, what the, what the hell? You're just like... Oh my god, the culture is so funny and crazy and stupid. And did I say board games? I don't even think board games are in demand anymore. No one punches themselves over board games, you know. It's like video games. You know you know what I'm trying to say though. They punch themselves over a PlayStation. They punch themselves over Air Jordans. It's like <laughs> you you watch the people that are uh you know that culture has sucked in because what you're really watching is controlled behavior. You know, the culture is controlling them like puppets. You know, that it dangles a carrot and they behave accordingly. And when you break away from that, you know, and this happens when you get older for most people. And that's what Terrence, the point Terrence was making. Uh, for most of us, you know, we, we sort of see the game that it is. And we say, oh, no, no, I see what's happening here. You only care about me when I got a 401k or when I'm, you know, stepping up into the car dealership at the marketplace. You know, th these are the times that they really care about you. Other than that, you don't give a shit about me. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> I see through your game, you know, and then it's empowering. And uh, that's, that's the point that Terrence was making, among other things. I want to talk to you about the state of mind that you get into when you start to see that culture is, 
as Terence says, a bunch of crap. It happened to me, you know, and, and, and you, you feel alienated when this happens. You know, you start to say to yourself, why, why am I the only one that's miserable at the holiday? Why, why am I the only one that thinks these weddings are so dumb? You know, why, why am I the only one that doesn't care about the Oscars tonight? And I'm not out there at an Oscar party with everybody else. Why is this happening to me? Uh, am I the only one that thinks Budweiser tastes like piss? Why is everybody just just drinking this without without thinking? <laughs> you know, it's like that. You get all excited about some sort of celebrity scandal, and everyone talks about it. And then after you know the same scandals are recycled again and again. It's just there's just new names are involved, but it's the same scandal. I mean, how? The sexual scandal involved with the president, you know, if you've lived through that, you know, if the OJ situation where a celebrity gets away with murder, if you live through that, I mean, you've seen this recycle and you see it happen again and again. And it's just it's just the same events, but the names and places have changed. That's all. And you just can't get excited about it at that point anymore. You don't want to rush to the to the uh, to the YouTube to watch the press release or you just don't care anymore because you've seen it already when you live long enough. You've seen it. And, you know, you really see it when you hang out with children because uh, if you've ever hung out with children, you'll see that they have a a bubbling excitement about everything that's going on in the universe because it's new to them. It's novel. So they get excited about it. You know, you can see it on small levels and even, you know, just like a kid that sees his first car accident, you're just like, like, oh, they get crazy about that, you know, And, and you see it and they've never experienced it before um, their first time in romance you remember your first love how crazy that was it was novel exciting you know after you've gone through <laughs> gone through it 30 times afterward you see <laughs> i mean how many affairs do you got to recycle before you realize oh it's just the same shit you know i get high expectations in the beginning and then it's a complete letdown <laughs> and we both walk away and then we do it all over again, you know? The mundane cycle of life. You know, we live long now, man. We live to be 80, these, you know, this average is anyways. And so, you, you as Terrence said, what, are you going to get excited about the Oscars when you're 68 years old? I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to be excited about the latest fashions at 74? I mean, really? <laughs> you know, you know, rushing to a Super Bowl party at 78, <laughs> being like, it's going to be different this year. no you just see it's a bunch of flimsy shit after a while and then you know at my age you start seeing it for the first time and it can be depressing and i know a lot of you might be feeling that as well and you're questioning your your yourself you know you feel an alienation because maybe other people your peers or friends they're still excited about things that you just don't get amped about anymore you know but what i'm here to tell you is that you're not alone you know i feel this way too it's a little bit alarming at first but you know, you learn that there are others out there that are going through the same thing. And there are even things you can do about it. And you should do something about it because this is your life, okay? And you're not, you're not going to be a passive watcher as things happen to you. No, no. You are going to take control of your life. And you are going to make it novel, okay? You are going to be the author of this book, okay? You're not going to be just some character that comes by in chapter 8 and hands a burrito to the main character. No, no, you are the main character. And therefore, you can't sit on your haunches and just let this shit happen to you. Okay, you want to be old and crusty with some other person that you decided to, to get old and crusty with? You see these people at dinner. 
Louis C.K. bit. I love how they're sitting around the old people like, hey, what do you want to do? You want to go get a cracker? Okay, let's go get a cracker. You know, these people that have given up life. They become passive watchers as it just becomes dull and more dull and more dull and just pounds on them with just, just a whole flavor of boring and it turns them into a zombie. <laughs> That's not going to happen to you. That's not going to happen to me. We're not going to allow that to happen. So Jonesy, what do I do about this? How do I take control and how do I make life novel again? How do I meander my way through this jungle of flimsy, just recycled bullshit? Well, I'm going to tell you. I mean, I'm no expert, but shit, I've come up with some things. First of all, you need to get out of your comfort zone because the comfort zone is your enemy. The comfort zone is what happens to that old couple that you see at dinner at Chili's and you're just sitting there. They don't, they don't even speak for an hour and a half. <laughs> you don't want to be that, okay? They might as well, you might as well just unplug me at that point. Just give me the gas. I don't even want to live if that's what I'm going to become, if that's my future. So here's something you can do. You can travel, okay? Traveling is one of the greatest things. Now, I know you're like, Jonesy, it's expensive to travel. There are inexpensive ways to travel. There are. And uh, there are even podcasts and YouTube videos that you can subscribe to where all they do is teach you how to travel on a budget. And there are solutions for so many different financial backgrounds. You know, how, how, you know, there are places where you can get jobs that enable you to travel so that it doesn't really cost you a whole, a whole lot, you know, as far as out-of-pocket expenses go. You know, my, my roommate, as a matter of fact, uh, Michael, um, has experience traveling with um, – the Peace Corps, and um, you know that's—I'm sure you've all heard of the Peace Corps. That's just one of many, many different ways. You don't have to join the Peace Corps. There's other ways to do it, and so there are podcasts and websites that concentrate on this. Just a simple Google search will bring you to places where you can investigate yourself and, and find a way to make it happen for yourself. How to travel on a budget? If you if you have the, you know the uh, the luxury of having expendable cash, then obviously you can travel a lot better and right away. You don't have to wait. You can just go and do it. And, and exposing yourself to new cultures and uh, new environments, I mean, that is such a great way to just get your brain juicing, man. You know, getting you excited, your energy level up. You notice when you travel places like that. You're like, oh my God, I'm in a different state of mind. Everything is exciting. The stimulation factor just right away brings me back into my childhood again, you know? Like when you're walking around with children, they're like, oh my God, they have so much energy. Like how do they have all this boundless energy? That's because everything is fucking new to them still. There's an energy around that. You know, the synapses are flashing because new experiences create juice in your brain. And that's what they're experiencing. And you can experience that too, even if you're in your 40s and 30s. You can go to a new place and have that happen. Like holy shit, there's a whole new language. You know, I find that the more foreign the places, the more, you know, exciting it can be. Go to Japan, a, a culture that's so much different than yours. The signs are written in a completely different language. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, that'll put, <laughs> that'll light a fire under your ass. That'll get the juices flowing. That'll give you some excitement and novelty in your life. Some, you know, a challenge, a reason for being. So that's one way. The other way is to do what you usually do. Every day in your life, maybe you can't travel because you have a job that um, doesn't permit it. So leaving isn't a possibility. And you're going to stay in the matrix. Well, here's what you do. Do everything that you normally do, but just do it in an altered state. Yeah, do tons of drugs. (laughs) Been to work every day? 
for 10 years? It's a little boring? Yeah. We'll smoke a joint on your way to work tomorrow. (laughs) Experience your job high. That's how you get through it. Everything will seem so much more fresh to you. Now, won't it? The, everything the client says will just seem like it's, such, it's so much more interesting now. <laughs> and even humorous. Oh, this is great. I tell you, I used to get high when I was a bill collector because if you've ever done a shitty job like bill collect, you have to get high to go to that job. I got high every day, went to that job. And then I got high again on my lunch break with my coworkers because we all knew this, is, this job is a piece of shit. I'm calling people all day long and they're saying, fuck you, bro, get a real job and hanging up on me. And they were right. Fuck me. And I should get a real job. Well, I I couldn't. I didn't. I was young and stupid. Okay? I was a recent high school grad. I had no skills. No education. I was an idiot. This is all I could do. (laughs) So why not do it high? It was the only way I could get through the day. Another dull event. Thanksgiving with the family. Well, shit. Take some meth and then go to Thanksgiving. It'll be fun then. It'll be totally different of an, a totally different experience for you, Thanksgiving on meth. <laughs> All of a sudden, shit, you're the one doing the dishes because <laughs> you're on meth. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to give you guys tips on how to make it more exciting. You've seen Die Hard 38 times, yeah? Well, have you seen it on acid? It's worth a watch on acid. It's a whole entire new experience on acid. And all of life can be a new experience through a different lens called I'm Fucked Up. So that's another way to take life back into a, an exciting place. Here's another way that I think is the best way, and that is to do new things, experience new things. And this can be broken down into a schedule even to help improve your life. You could say to yourself, I'm going to do one new thing per month, or I'm going to do one new thing per week. Something that I've never done before. I'm going to experience something I've never done before or I'm going to watch something I've never done before. Shit, I might even eat something I've never ate before. This is how you create a situation of excitement. Okay, this is something you can plan out. So from a practical standpoint, it's easy. It works. You'll find that it works. Don't take my word for it. Go try it for yourself. See that it works. Shit, I didn't even try ice skating until I was in my 30s. Can you believe that? Totally new experience. A lot of people would be frightened to to get into something like that in their 30s because it looks fucking difficult and scary, right, and dangerous. And, you know, let's be real. I didn't have insurance at the time. So (laughs) I was like, I was doubly scared. But shit, and, and you know what? Wasn't I glad I did? That was exciting. That was a great day. I mean, there's not a lot of days I remember that year, but I fucking remember that day, the ice skating, okay? Why don't I remember the other days? Well, because life was flimsy back then. I can even put this to you on a micro level when it comes to my art because I've been doing stand-up comedy now for 14 years or so. And like anything else, it gets it gets mundane and kind of dull. You know, the process, you know, over and over again. And I find myself at times getting really kind of bored with it. And in those moments, I know what I need to do. I need to create new material. I need to try new jokes. Or I need to take an old joke and totally flip it on its head. And in those moments on the stage, I can even feel it, man. And then, oh man, it's just like the best feeling because it's like I'm alive again on stage. You know, ordinarily, if I'm just doing the joke as I've done it a million times, I just say my lines. 
and it's like blah 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 and blah and here's the laugh blah 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 and I become like a, a you know a robot I feel like I'm not really in control anymore you know and that's not exciting for me I like to feel the thrill of newness in my jokes newness in my act freshness and so when I do a new bit when I take an old joke and flip it on its head and, and deliver it completely differently I get excited again on stage I can even hear that in the recordings you know I can say oh my god look at the way I'm talking now I'm, I'm really into it I got more energy than I had on the last show well because of the last show all I did was I did the same jokes over and over again like I always do and I just wasn't excited about it it's just like the bill collecting job just going in and blah that's just on a micro level but you can see what I'm getting at here and you know I've done some research and science will even tell you that new things make you physiologically feel good, good inside the brain. This is totally true. And I came across an article that talks about this, and I want to read some parts of this. It says that anything that's new, different, or unusual is bound to catch our eye. A new phone, a new working environment, a new friend, changing our hair color, wearing new clothes, visiting a new place. In fact, we can even be drawn to novelty without being conscious of it. Now, there's a region in our midbrain called the substantia nigra ventral segmental area or SNVTA. This is essentially the major novelty center of the brain which responds to new stimuli. Now an experiment found that SNVTA was activated by normal, novel images, that is brand new images that hadn't been seen before. Images that only slightly deviated from more familiar ones didn't have the same effect on the brain. Neither did images with strongly negative emotional context such as car crashes or angry faces. The dopamine pathways which are activated when we are exposed to novelty were activated in a new level. So science has even tested this. And they found that novelty even motivates us. Dopamine is often touted as a reward chemical, uh, part of the brain's reward center. But more research has shown that like novelty, it's actually more closely related to our motivation. It seeks rewards rather than being a reward itself. You might remember how a new level or world to explore in a video game motivates you to play for longer in the hopes of the reward of unlocking an achievement or gaining more points. Each new stimuli gives you a little rush of motivation to explore makes, because it makes you anticipate a reward. So that means it's even like on a loop. It's just, it's, uh, it reinvigorates you. The more newness that you're exposed to, the more you want it and the more you can you uh, have the motivation and energy to go out and explore more. This is fantastic, especially if you're visiting a new land. and you, Where do you get the energy to keep going every day when you're visiting new countries and, and continents? This is like an intrinsic motivator for you. And, you know, I'll post links to articles about uh, dopamine and new experiences, um, and you can research this yourself. It's a little boring, but <laughs> if you've never learned anything like this before, it might be good for your brain because learning new things also stimulates your brain. So this is what I want you to do. If you don't have the money to travel and you don't have the kind of job that you can get fucked up at, <laughs> in other words, you're not a toll booth operator or a crossing guard. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. Crossing guards on shrooms. <laughs> Come on, kids. Oh, no, no, hold up, hold up. Don't cross. There's a dragon coming. You can do this on a simpler level, local level, something that's affordable for you. New activities, either once a week or once a month, Things that you've never experienced before. I gave the uh, example of ice skating, but you know maybe you've never gone deep sea fishing. If you live on a coast, that's a thing you can go. Have you ever been zip lining? It's incredible. Go try it. Zip lining. Eat new foods. Like my mother, I don't know if she's ever had sushi. 
Like, she just doesn't experience a lot of new things. I would drag her ass to a sushi restaurant. Be like, here you go. Even I would say listening to music that you normally wouldn't listen to. Like death metal. You into death metal? Probably not. But you know what? Throw your headphones on. Go for a run. Put on some death metal for one time. See what that does to you. It's something completely new. Now, you might not even like it very much, but so what? New areas of your brain are going to awaken to the death metal. We all have a little area in our brain called death metal. (laughs) It's going to turn on. (laughs) It's either going to tell you to (laughs) keep listening or uh, please shut this off. Either way, keep it on. Listen to the whole album or whatever. (laughs) Experience this new experience, in other words. Don't allow life to put you down like it is. You're better than that. And besides, you have a choice. You're not going to sit back like a passive person and watch this happen to you as life gets flimsier and flimsier the older you get, the more alienated you feel from the culture that doesn't speak to you anymore. Its rewards don't feel so rewarding anymore. The marriage breakdown, the corner office, the country club membership, the season tickets to the ball game. It doesn't do it for you anymore. It's okay. Over time, these things become less and less meaningful for us. But I implore you to not sit back and allow it to happen to yourself. Take control. Do new things. Try novel activities. Inject the novelty into your life. If you can do it once a week, all the better. Start simply, though. Say once a month. This month, I'm going to go bungee jump. It doesn't have to be crazy like that, though. It could be this month, I'm going to go to an aquarium. I've never been to an aquarium. It could be this month, I'm going to take a dance class. I've never taken a dance class before. That's the kind of shit that gets your brain firing, man. The comfort zone is equal to the death zone, in my opinion. You can quote me on that. I think that's a good quote. <laughs> like I say, I could quote, like anybody's quoting me. Yeah, you know, as Jonesy says, the comfort zone is the death zone. <laughs> no one's quoting me. <laughs> Uh, maybe someday when I'm dead. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm, I'm about to take giraffe riding lessons. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Free Your and Mind. Please share the podcast if you think other people could benefit from this. And I think you know people that can, so please share it. Don't forget to rate it. Give me a review if you like it. Also, you can follow me on social media at Funny Jones on Instagram and Twitter. Comedian Jonesy on Facebook. Feel free to email me, funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can also go to jonesy.com, which is my official website, and uh, reach out if you want to. Give me props, or tell me I'm a complete idiot and you don't agree. Also, though, I mean, if you try these things and you have a success story, please call me and tell me, because uh, it, me, it would just make me feel so grateful to know that uh, people are benefiting from this in a way that's, like, totally life-changing, in a way that you should take charge of your life. Free your effing mind. Free your effing life, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh.